organizers of the we need to talk tour okay so we started um just with a one-off event last september Mm -hmm. in my local community Mm -hmm. um which turned into this big thing yeah we 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 started it we just i um was a lotion i was a momentum member so oh, wow. I asked, okay. um, I thought when I found out about the proposed changes to the Gender Recognition Act, mm-hmm. I thought that um, it would be a good thing to talk about um, in my local momentum group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was um, really unpleasantly surprised to find that they didn't want anything to do with it. So um, me and two friends um, decided to organize our own events. Mm-hmm in the local community, um, which then was shut down by trans activists and local institutions like Goldsmith University, putting pressure on the venue to cancel. And so at the last moment, we had to find a new venue in town. And um, we didn't want the trans activists to harass that venue so we decided to keep the venue secret and make Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park the meeting point. Mm. Um, and I guess a lot of people listening already know what happened there. Mm. Um, we were met by a group of trans activists um, from Class War and Sisters Uncut, two kind of Antifa organisations in London. Um, who had signs, um, uh, you know, we just couldn't believe the irony of these young people holding signs at Speaker's Corner, mm. um, you know, probably the most iconic location for free speech in the whole world, um, holding signs saying no debate. <laughs> um, it uh, doesn't seem to register with these people sometimes, I think. They're- yeah. It was crazy. I was trying to talk to them at first and then and I invited them to come to the meeting uh-huh. and said, you know, why don't you just why don't you just listen and then you can speak in the Q and A and we can have a conversation. I mean originally our meeting was supposed to be a debate. We had two people from Stonewall booked to speak. Yeah. Um 
along with Julia Long and Miranda Yardley, um, that they refused, they said they didn't want to come to our meeting, they didn't think our meeting should happen. Right. So um, they were following us around and they were chanting and they had their banners. And um, as you probably know, one of the attendees of the talk was Maria McLaughlin, who mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time, was filming them and filming their banners and their chants. And um, she was attacked by three trans activists um, who first of all tried to knock the camera out of her hand and then they came back to grab the camera mm-hmm. and um, hit her and push her to the ground. 60-year-old woman, a humanist celebrant, you know, not a a thuggish woman at all. And in April of this year, one of them was uh, convicted Mm -hmm. and given a fine and a criminal record. So this happened last September, but the the effects of of that event have, have really, we still feel the effects of that even now, and mm. I mean, in your life, you're still feeling the effects of that because of the the, mm. the court case, which wasn't a direct result necessarily, but it was kind of um, a continuation of sure. what happened. Well, yeah, because after that event, um, we went on to organize several events. You know, I think I've done seven or eight events around the country since then. Um, we did Brighton and then the next event was in last November um, the third event was in York and the speakers were Linda Bella and Sheila Jeffries mm-hmm. and the event was called We Need to Talk About the GRA the Gender Recognition Act and um, Sheila spoke and talked about the link um, between transgenderism and pornography mm-hmm. and then um, and the origins of the whole movement the Beaumont Society and all of that um, and then Linda spoke, and um, she basically said that if she was attacked by trans activists like Maria was, she would um, hit them back. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, that caused quite a lot of... We, we were live, I was live streaming the event on the We Need to Talk Facebook page, mm-hmm. and um, there was a lot of criticism from trans activists at the time, saying... Um, that it was, uh, you know, a hate speech for her to say that. Right. Um, but it was, yeah, it wasn't until July this year that I just out of the blue got sent a court summons to appear at Westminster Magistrates Court at the end of um, September. And, um, yeah, it was quite shocking because I'd never been interviewed by the police. Linda had been interviewed by the police. Yeah, um, about about what she'd said, and they um, had the CPS had decided not to prosecute. So I mean, we all thought that was the end of it. But mm-hmm. then we received this summons, both Linda and I. Um, I didn't even believe it was a real thing at first because it seemed a really badly written letter, and there was no contact details on it or anything like that. Um, yeah. Just saying that we had to be at the court, and um, so I got legal help and found out that it was a private prosecution, which I'd, I'd never even heard of. A private right. prosecution. Lots of people think it's like we're being sued. We're not. It's still a criminal case, but it's oh. not the CPS that's bringing it against us. 
I didn't, well, I didn't know. I mean, I obviously, my, my accent kind of makes me sound foreign anyway, but I have lived here mm-hmm. a really long time and I've, I've never heard of anything like that either. I mean, it's actually, it's actually a good thing in the, in the um, British law system that you can actually prosecute someone without the support of the CPS. It's really useful in situations, for example, when you're taking the police to court or, uh-huh. or some part of the establishment, it was used by the, um, by the families of um, a disaster. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not, it's not a bad principle in law having a private prosecution route, but um, obviously I can't talk about the case because it's ongoing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we had the um, hearing uh, adjourned until the end of November. Okay. And we'll just see what happens, obviously, in, in the future. I'll be able to talk all about it, but right yeah, now it's not really yeah. advisable to talk about. No, of course, yeah. Just um, I, I thought I thought that, that this chat could be, like, so you, you've done a great kind of history for anyone coming into this new, which it seems like there's new people coming into it all the time. Yeah, which is great. It's fantastic. It is fantastic, but it does feel like this, this history, although it's it's um it's only a year old, things are moving so quickly that it almost mm. does feel like it happened a while ago. But maybe not for you because it's your personal life. But um, it feels like yeah, like yesterday, but like a million years ago at the same time. Just my life and also the other women that organized the meeting. All of our lives have completely changed since then. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what kind of things are you up to with Need to Talk, We Need to Talk lately? Like, have you got plans? Uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, We Need to Talk is in Barnstable. Um, I'm actually not organizing this event myself. There's a woman, a local woman who's done with the organization, and I'm actually on the panel for the first time, so that's quite exciting. Yeah. So, when I um, get off this, uh, this call, I'm going to have to write my speech. I've got some ideas. I'm going to be talking about about basically my experience with the Labour Party mm. and what happened to me and what's happening at the moment in Lewisham Labour. Well, that, yeah, that's another thing because I've seen some things on Twitter. There's quite a lot of mm. outrage going on because um, our, our friend Lily has moved mm. to the area. Is that right? Moved to my area. Yeah, can yeah. you believe it? <laughs> I mean, this person, Lily Madigan, you know, I if you Google me or look me up on Twitter, you'll often see one of the accusations against me is that I harass young trans, harass and stalk young trans people, mm-hmm. which from that I presume they mean Lily Madigan, I can't see harass they would mean, um, because I met Lily at a Labour Christmas party, feminist, Labour Women's Network feminist Christmas party last December. Right. And I actually spoke to him and, um, you know, I said, Oh, hi, I don't know if you know who I... I mean, I just saw Lily and I, I had no idea that he was going to go to that party. I just uh-huh. saw a feminist party, so it was a good chance to sort of mingle and let people know my concerns. And um, and I and then I saw Lily and I was like, oh my goodness, we've been sort of bantering and sparring on Twitter a bit. Yeah. And then, um, so I thought I'd just do the human thing and go and say hello. So I went and said hello to Lily and Lily's friend and... Um, you know, I said, um, I hear you've been having a bad time. I'm sorry to hear that. That's not our intention to make you unhappy. It's, um, it's your role, you being in the women's officer role that we object to, not to you personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, and he was like, okay, and I offered him a Corbin necklace. I had some Corbin necklaces with me, which I make. And, um, well, I made, I don't make Corbin necklaces anymore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I did at the time. And, um, 
he didn't want one. And then, um, and then about half an hour later, I was asked to leave the party because I was making people feel unsafe. Right. So from that, um, yeah, I, I stalked and harassed young trans people, apparently. Mm. As well as, you know, other things that I can read about myself online is that, um, I've, <laughs> that I've campaigned against abortion and um, birth control. It's wow. just anyone who knows me is like, that's the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's obviously not true, and um, I've, I, yeah, I, um, I've, I've upskirted. I'm a sexual predator who's upskirted. Wow. Dance. Honestly, you've got quite a lot. Yesterday, two or three days ago, I read um, that I've, I've, I've got a history of being racist towards Irish people, oh. which is something also I didn't know about myself. So it's just extraordinary how everything gets twisted on my... Yeah, yeah. So don't Google yourself. Different. I mean, are you not? I'm sure you're not, but it, it probably just comes <laughs> out because you're kind, of, you're, you're kind of a name now. You're like this character almost that people don't... They, they don't think of you as a real person. They just think of you as a and name. And that's true. And Posey, for example, Posey Parker gets a lot of this as well, like yeah. more than me because she's got like a higher profile than me. And what, you know, when... She, it is distressing for her sometimes, and sometimes it's funny, and and it's like you know. But I say to her, you know, once you once you enter the public realm, you're public property, and people will discuss you like as if you don't exist as a human being. And well, we know that when we enter into this, so yeah. we can't we can't be too sensitive about it. But it is it is kind of a shock when it happens because you were just yeah. a normal everyday woman living your life mm-hmm. who just had a few questions. You weren't you weren't. Yeah prepared for this. You weren't PR trained. You were just kind of launched into this atmosphere of really, I would say probably overwhelming would be my, my word. For yeah. it. And, and then what they do as well, like, um, you know, so, so then they dig up your whole history yeah. of stuff on social media, which you weren't writing for the future audience. Yeah. You were just like, um, um, like both Posey and I, just like mouthy mums on social media, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, you know, when I was interrogated by the Labour Party, you know, after they were investigating me for bullying, online bullying and harassment. Yeah. Um, Did they before or after the Christmas party? Oh, after. Okay. The Christmas party was used in evidence against me. Right. In, gotcha. the, in the interview. Um, you know, they were like, would you post it? So, so most of the evidence from my investigation was stuff I'd written on Twitter like, yeah. and Facebook, things like I did a meme of a woman eating an apple and it just said trans women are men. <laughs> and, um, and then I did a meme, I did various kind of just very simple memes on my phone through like iPhone pictures, you know, uh-huh. just yeah. like a picture of Eddie Izzard saying, Eddie Izzard on an all-women short list. This is what misogyny. Question mark. This is what misogyny looks like. Things like that. So all of that was used against me. Plus, this um, Christmas party with Lily Madigan, where I was asked to leave. Because once you're asked to leave, you know it was extraordinary that I was asked to leave because I didn't do anything wrong and I wasn't rude to anyone. Yeah. Um, then once that happens to you, they're like, "Yeah, you, you know, you're the sort of person who gets chucked out of parties." Right. And, you know, yeah. you could be suspended off Twitter. You've been chucked out of the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. It makes it sound like. Well, we've had unfair things that happened to you. Yeah. You know, and um, just for, you know, they get used against you. And, and really, it is all really unfair mm-hmm. because I have never stalked or harassed or bullied anyone. 
but it's like you can one of the things that was used in that interview was just a comment it wasn't like a original tweet it was just like in a thread where I said Paris Lee looks like Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and it's like you know we're allowed to say bitchy things about celebrities yeah unless they're trans and then if, we're tr- if they're trans suddenly this unknown single mother from Lewisham is suddenly bullying you know, with, with 300 followers, is bullying this, like, TV celebrity who has, like, 10,000, I don't know how many followers yeah. Paris Lee has, you know what I mean, but a lot more than me. And it's, just, it's, it's just this ridiculous idea that I was in a position to bully him. That was, it was a very similar accusation laid against me when I spoke for Liverpool Resistors at the Liverpool City Council meeting. And um, the Joe Anderson, the mayor, stood up and accused me of bullying him. And I, yeah, I, I saw that. I don't, I don't get how that works because that's, exactly. I don't have any power. I am a stay-at-home mother and I don't go anywhere besides the school and, like, I don't do anything. I can't, I don't have the power to do that. So, yeah. And he's, like, the mayor of Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... It would be funny if it wasn't so serious. Like, this Yeah, thing. it would. <laughs> Hopefully one day we will be able to laugh about all this because yeah. it will just be over and we will have won. But for now, it's extraordinary how just regular, ordinary, non-famous women are being accused of all this hatred and, um, you know, just so objecting to an ideology. And when, when they, what they really hate about it, you know, they expect every single thing we ever say or write to be really virtuous and mm. always be about, you know... They go low, we go high. No, sometimes we we just make a fucking joke back, you know. Or yeah. We have to hold on to our sanity, and humour is a way of holding on to our sanity in this insane situation. Yeah. Um, and you know, we 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 have a laugh amongst ourselves, and and actually, if someone's really rude to you and says outrageous things about you, it's better to 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 laugh at them than to get really upset and angry mm. for your own mental well-being. Definitely, definitely. So you you seem to be quite tough. That's the impression I have of you, that you have <laughs> you dealt with this with, with a lot of strength and aplomb, and you still go out there. And I saw, I saw some, a series of really hilarious pictures of you when you went to, um, was it the Stonewall Awards? Night. Oh, Pink yeah. that's what it was. Were you chucked yeah. out of there as well? <laughs> well, we weren't invited. In. I mean, the, the, the Christmas party, to be fair, I bought a ticket, so I was, you know, a guest of the party. But the Pink News Awards thing was quite funny because um, I just found out about it last minute, mm. and I went along with Julia Long, and well, she told me about it. She said, you know, so I just got on the train, and I, I went home and got my woman adult human female t-shirt on Yeah. and um, then just dumped on the train and then went up to Westminster where this event was going on and we just I just I didn't know we were going to go and get in I just thought we were going to hand flyers out uh-huh. outside with people coming in and out mm-hmm. but we, we kind of went in and then they just took our names and we just they took our coats and then <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny and then uh, we were because it already started so this woman who was like the event organizer was like, well, come this way, come with us. And we got into the lift 
and Ed Miliband was in the lift as well. Oh, wow. And, um, and then Ed Miliband, and we were just, because we'd had to check in our coats, and I was feeling a bit, you know, in my T-shirt, I was thinking, huh. I was like, can I keep my coat on? And they were like, no, no, you can't keep your coat off. Right. And so, um, and then they'd seen a load of flyers in our pockets. They're like, no, you can't take those up. So we had to put them in our bag. Wow. And we got on the lift with Ed Miliband, and Julia was wearing, um, we were both wearing Posey's T-shirt, so Julia was wearing the, Women won't submit one, mm. donor war one, and um, <laughs> I was wearing an adult human female one. And Ed Miliband was just looking, he was just going back and forth, looking at both Julia and my breath. <laughs> <laughs> he was just this really alarmed look on his face. You know, he's got quite a funny face anyway, and um, he just looked absolutely horrified, just looking at, just going back and forth. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So then we get upstairs and then he stand, he's sort of waiting with the security and they usher us in the room and then we're suddenly in this room, you know, like banquet style, you know, oh, wow. round tables and everyone is in the room, like Jeremy Corbyn, Dawn Butler, um, all these gay and trans celebrities and stuff and a load of other people. And um, Theresa May speaking on, like, she's not actually on the stage because it was quite kind of disorientating at first. I was like, where's Theresa May? Because we could hear her speaking. Yeah. And um, but apparently it was a video linked up from Brussels because she was right. doing the Brexit negotiations. But um, and then immediately, I think Ed Miliband told the security because then mm. immediately they got us out of there. Yeah. And um. And like later, Julia was so depressed because she was like, we should have shouted lesbian, female, homosexual. Okay? This is our chance to, to do an action. And I was like, God, that didn't even occur to me. You know? yeah. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed being in there. I just wanted to hear what they were saying. Yeah. And, um, and also with the court, the last thing I needed to do high-profile kind of actions. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, we just got sent out. And then... All the pink news people were saying, get out of the building, escort them out of the building. Come on, guys, come on, guys. And obviously, Julie is a radical feminist. So mm. they kept saying, they honestly said guys about 18 times. And yeah. like, every time Julia was like, we're not guys, we're women. Because like, whereas I would use the word guys in everyday conversation, like Julia strictly would not. Right. You know, um, and so that was funny as well. And then... Um, yeah, we got chucked out and we outside for a bit. And then we, we missed John Burko left. There was all these, like, weird... Because there was this group of... There was journalists outside. Mm-hmm. And then there was, there was a camera and stuff. And they were like, oh, Tony Blair's going to be coming in soon. So we thought, oh, we're hanging around to see if we see Tony Blair. But he never turned up. He went in another entrance. And then mm-hmm. there were these funny guys there. And it was like... Uh, later on, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, stringers or something, you know? No, like, no, we, um, we're, we're selfie hunters. So they go to events like that to get selfies with celebrities as they come out. Right. So that's the only thing they So yeah, that was, um, that was funny. It was a bit of a disappointment. I'd say Julia was particularly disappointed that she hadn't done a big thing. Well, I think, I think that that, that made a, did any, so did anyone sitting down and really notice you or were you just in and out? No, we were literally in and out for about right. 30, 30, 20, not even 30 seconds, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame that the was in the lift with you. You could have sat down and had a meal. 
<laughs> he's very strong trans ally. Right? But I mean, he recognised the T-shirt. Yeah. Julia yeah. thinks that. Julia thinks I was imagining that, but I wasn't. I remember that clear as day. That mm. he was. Um, he was just staring at our T-shirts with this really alarmed face. <laughs> anyway, it's something to remember. Definitely. Yeah, we went. I've been to a few. I've been to a few trans rights events recently. Mm. Not that I have been before, but then just in the last month, I've been to a few. We went to a local meeting, um, which was organised by the Alliance for Workers' Liberty. Right. They're like this, they're sort of a Marxist or Trotskyist, I'm not exactly sure, but very hard left kind of cult within the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. And they sort of... Um, there's a big sort of history of them trying to take over momentum and then it didn't work, they were chucked out and stuff. But anyway, they, they organised a meeting about trans rights about three or four weeks ago and mm-hmm. Julia and I went to that um, and obviously it was a public meeting so we were allowed to stay in that but then um, we got chucked out for because we were asking questions and... Awkward, terrible transphobic questions. Yeah, and, um, and then we got touched out for laughing when um, Ros Caveney was talking about how tra- he said something like, trans- well, as you two know, trans penises are not like normal penises. They're not, he goes, they're not vast, hairy prongs. <laughs> he said this, well, after a course of HRT, they become smoother and softer and smaller and unable to ejaculate. And he really kind of like relished, because you know he's a poet, oh. he, he relished in describing like trans penises. And then he ends by saying, because trans women's penises are not male. And then we burst, burst we both burst into hysterical laughter. Mm. And then they said, and then they were like, you're disgusting. And... They, and we got chucked out. And then Ros Caveney takes to Twitter later that night and says that we were laughing and cackling. So we were cackling him his rape survivor stories, which is right. totally not true. Um, you know, and that's why we got chucked out. So it was lucky that I recorded it because, yeah. because then I could just produce the, the truth that that we got chucked out for laughing about lady dicks and. Um, and then he said, and then he said on Twitter after he released it, he said that we probably edited the tape, which obviously we didn't. Yeah, but yeah. it's not a fake recording; yeah. it's a hundred percent. So you know, but I found with a lot of these trans actors, they will literally say any lie. Yeah, they will. You know, they will literally just truth's not an issue for them. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose if you're, you know, your whole identity is based on a untruth. That you're the opposite sex, and that everybody else has to accept that, and that they're actually activists, you know, to make us accept self ID and mm. male lesbians and all of this nonsense. Then you know, obviously, yeah, truth's not their great friend, is it? No, no, and and they're they're very used to lying and bending the truth anyway. Mm. So to be called That's out yeah. must be very triggering for them. It's really surprised me, you know, how much, how much, you know, blatant in the face lying some of these people, like Lily Madigan, like yeah, just in the face lies, and and then he he says that we photoshopping his Twitter tweets that he's deleted, and it's just we saw we all saw those in real time. We know 
these hundreds of thousands of people who saw him tweet those things. Yeah. We've got different screenshots of them, the same things, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it was the most outrageous life. Yeah. So, um, you're no longer a member of the Labour Party, is that right? No, I'm not, because, so yeah, in, in January, I think it was, I got this letter saying I was being suspended immediately pending an investigation. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had this, I call it an interrogation, because it was really, and I was, we we recorded that not secretly. We said we were recording it, um, and then released a transcript. And again, they said people like I can't remember who it was, if it was Rose or perhaps Natasha Kennedy or one of those lot. They were like, "This is uh, that I'd lied in the transcript." And then I again released the audio. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I thought it was very interesting that they thought that I was lying because I was like, "Oh, so you do think it's unreasonable the questions I've asked then?" If you think I'm lying about it, you know, mm. because it, I wasn't lying about it, and that was the actual truth. Some of the questions that they asked me were unbelievable. Yeah, but I thought that, you know, I thought that it was procedure, and they would listen. You know, they would. The result of that interview would be that I was then unsuspended. Um, That's so I hung on until I found out. They informed me that it was going to go to the next level. My investigation. Right. I was going to be interviewed by a panel of the NCC. I can't remember that, the National Something Committee. And um, then at that point, it was just um, it was just before the 8th of March, the International Women's Day. So May Day for Women had planned this action of lots of people resigning all at once. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, they were waiting for some decision. They were waiting for the Labour Party to decide about their, their definition of women. And... and trans women's eligibility for entering women's shortlist, etc. So they held off on the mass resignation, but I just decided to resign on International Women's Day because, you know, I don't pay a membership fee to belong to a political party so that I can get interrogated for thought crimes, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, recently I've seen more... Someone received a letter recently which um, said, you know, our position is that trans women are women and we expect all members to take that position. And, and, and if we see um, you on social media not taking that position, you'll be disciplined. I mean, what, what's wrong? Right. This is just a normal Labour Party supporter? No one with a... Yeah. An office yeah. or anything like this? Same as me, yeah. Just an ordinary member. Right. That That's creepy. Mm. Isn't that creepy? That it's so nice. creepy. It's like Stalinism or something. I don't know much about well, history, but that's just, what, you know, that's you, what You voluntarily joined an organization and you, you have you have to agree with every single thing. I mean, mm. I, don't, I don't think I would agree with any political party but if I felt the need to to join them then I would agree with most of their manifesto right mm-hmm. like you wouldn't necessarily like that's not healthy to have no debate is it well is it, that's what it's that's what it's coming to I don't know yeah. if you heard that um I can't remember there was a good um article in some of the right-wing press today or yesterday about um I think it was Brendan O'Neill yeah talking about um What's her name? One of the, what, Kim Kardashian's sister. 
who had a... Um, oh, the, the Afro... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I read that, hair. yeah. Yeah. And it, was a, it was a good article, wasn't it? Yeah. It was saying, you know, A, comparing, like, cultural appropriation to female appropriation, which mm-hmm. is a good point. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's absolutely... You know, you can't have big hair, but it's fine to for a man to just wear a wig and say he's a woman. Mm. Firstly, but also saying, you know, that I thought what was particularly interesting in that article was how he said that, you know, the, the, the end game for this kind of inclusivity and is that nobody's allowed to mix with each other, you know, that, that different races aren't allowed to eat and listen to music together. Enjoy um, each other's culture yeah. and all that kind of thing for fear of... Yeah. Is it the, the sort of end game of inclusivity is complete exclusivity. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? How how yeah. all these definitions of words that we thought we knew actually are being insidiously and secretly changed. That and this this um this hit me a few months ago about the the whole mantra trans women are women and so many so many of us were saying no you're not and we were like really really upset why, why isn't this message getting through why is why are people believing this until it suddenly clicked that the word woman is like this umbrella term now and so yeah. if if the, if the word woman is an umbrella term then trans women are women black women are women disabled women are women yeah. cis women are women yeah. like wait whoa, 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 what 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 mm-hmm. no 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 they are all women yeah but men yeah except for the men yeah that's it the only people who aren't women mm. are men and children <laughs> well, um, I'm really excited for you tomorrow. I, I heard you speak in Manchester, and it was a short speech, but it was really powerful, and it was really fantastic. That's what I'm going for tomorrow, short yeah. and powerful. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think by the end, everyone's had enough of speeches, so just keep it short. Yeah, well, it was great, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it, but do a different one. <laughs> the same one again so it would lose its impact <laughs> yeah yeah well and you don't know how much overlap there is how many people have seen the previous ones yeah you have to do a new one well I also think there's going to be a very different atmosphere in the room this time because I think it's going to be a much smaller meeting and right. um, a lot of undecided a lot of local people who are just oh. hearing it for the first time so um, yeah I'm not sure what they're going to make of it it's the four of us which is Julia Long yeah. Sheila Jeffries Posey Parker and me I don't know they're going to be like um, gobsmacked, so hopefully. Some of the mouthiest women in the land. Hopefully, like, shocks them too much. We'll win hearts and minds, hopefully. That's the idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you definitely can do that because most people agree this is yeah. common sense. This all is just why are we. Most people that I speak to, men and women, they're like, why is this even an issue? This shouldn't be controversial. Oh, this is so obvious. Yeah, it's so funny. If, you know, just to speak quickly about what's happening in Lewisham with Lily Madigan, mm. you know, um, I, I've been speaking to a lot of people locally about it, and I was speaking to someone today who is a, tra- a massive trans ally. We've had lots of conversations mm-hmm. over the last year, um, and she does not agree with me at all. Mm. But even she was like, no, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate for Lily to be in this role having just moved to the area, mm. being so young. You know, for her, it wasn't even about Lily not being a woman. Yeah. Because she thinks Lily is a woman. But even if you think Lily's a woman, it's still not, it's, 
still Team Jean, Jill Hart all the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. And um, lovely to speak to you again. And good luck with tomorrow, which you don't need it. But I, I suppose thank looking you. at the time, good luck with writing your speech. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, it's going to be short. Yeah. <laughs> the whole journey, it takes like five hours. And that's when people say it takes five hours, it's probably going to take seven hours to oh. get there. So um, to do driving, I'm not driving, but a friend's driving. So, um, yeah. I've got the whole time in the car to try and think of something to say as well. Great. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I work better under pressure anyway, so yeah. last minute is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Speak to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Right, okay. So, um, welcome to our podcast for Liverpool Resistors. My name is thank Sarah. You. Yeah, thank you. Um, <clears throat> tell us a little about yourself. People don't even know who you are, so who are you? My name's Venice Allen. Hi, And I am um, one of the organizers of the We Need to Talk Tour. Okay. So we started um, just with a one-off event last September mm-hmm. in my local community. Mm-hmm. Um, which turned into this big thing. Yeah, we started it. We just, I um, was a Lewisham, I was a Momentum member. So oh, wow. I asked, okay. um, I thought when I found out about the proposed changes to the Gender Recognition Act, mm-hmm. I thought that um, it would be a good thing to talk about um, in my local momentum group, mm-hmm. um, and I was um, really unpleasantly surprised to find that they didn't want anything to do with it. So, um, me and two friends um, decided to organise our own event mm-hmm. in the local community, um, which then was shut down by trans activists and local institutions like Goldsmith University. Yeah, putting pressure on the venue to cancel, and so at the last moment we had to find a new venue in town, and um, we didn't want the trans activists to harass that venue, so we decided to keep the venue secret and make Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park the meeting point. Mm. Um, I guess a lot of people listening already know what happened there. Um, we were met by a group of trans activists um, from Class War and Sisters Uncut, two kind of Antifa organisations in London, um, who had signs. Um, at, you know, we just couldn't believe the irony of these young people holding signs at Speaker's Corner, mm. um, you know, probably the most iconic location for free speech in the whole world. Um, holding signs saying no debate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't seem to register with these people sometimes, I think. They're... Yeah, it was crazy. I was trying to talk to them at first and then and I invited them to come to the meeting uh-huh. and said, you know, why don't you just why don't you just listen and then you can speak in the Q and A and we can have a conversation. I mean originally our meeting was supposed to be a debate. We had two people from Stonewall booked to speak. Yeah. Um, 
along with Julia Long and Miranda Yardley. Um, but they refused, they said they didn't want to come to our meeting. They didn't think our meeting should happen. Right. So um, they were following us around and they were chanting and they had their banners. And um, as you probably know, one of the attendees of the talk was Maria McLaughlin, who mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time, was filming them and filming their banners and their chants. And um, she was attacked by three trans activists um, who sort of tried to knock the camera out of her hand and then they came back to grab the camera mm-hmm. and um, hit her and push her to the ground. 60-year-old woman, a humanist celebrant, you know, not a, not a thuggish woman at all. And in April of this year, one of them was uh, convicted mm-hmm. and given a fine and a criminal record. So this happened last September, but the the effects of of that event have have really, we still feel the effects of that even now. And Mm. I mean, in your life, you're still feeling the effects of that because of the, the, Mm. the court case, which wasn't a direct result necessarily, but it was kind of um, a continuation of what happened. Well, yeah, because after that event, um, we went on to organize several events. You know, I think I've done seven or eight events around the country since then. Right. Um, we did Brighton, and then the next event was in last November. Um, the third event was in York, and the speakers were Linda Bella and Sheila Jeffries. Mm-hmm. And the event was called We Need to Talk About the GRA, the Gender Recognition Act. And um, Sheila spoke and talked about the link um, between transgenderism and pornography, mm-hmm. and then um, and the origins of the whole movement, the Beaumont Society and all of that. Um, and then Linda spoke, and um, she basically said that if she was attacked by trans activists like Maria was, she would um, hit them back. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, that caused quite a lot of... We, we were live... I was live streaming the event on the We Need to Talk Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot of criticism from trans activists at the time saying um, that it was, uh, you know, a hate speech for her to say that. Right. Um, but it was, yeah, it wasn't until July this year that I just out of the blue got sent a court summons to appear at Westminster Magistrates Court at the end of um, September. And, um, yeah, it was quite shocking because I'd never been interviewed by the police. Linda had been interviewed by the police um, about about what she'd said, and um, the CPS had decided not to prosecute. So, I mean, we all thought that was the end of it. But Mm -hmm. then we received this summons, both Linda and I, I didn't even believe it was a real thing at first because it seemed a really badly written letter and there was no contact details on it or anything like that. Um, yeah. Just saying that we had to be at the court. And so I got legal help and found out that it was a private prosecution, which I'd, I'd never even heard of. A private right. prosecution. Lots of people think it's like we're being sued. We're not. It's still a criminal case, but it's oh, not okay. the CPS that's bringing it against us. 
I didn't, well, I didn't know. I mean, I obviously, my, my accent kind of makes me sound foreign anyway, but I have lived here a really long time and I've, I've never heard of anything like that either. I mean, it's actually, it's actually a good thing in the, in the um, British law system that you can actually prosecute someone without the support of the CPS. It's really useful in situations, for example, when you're taking the police to court or, or some part of the establishment, it was used by the, um, by the families of um by disaster. Oh right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not it's not a bad principle in law having a private prosecution route. But um, obviously, I can't talk about the case because it's ongoing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We we had the um, hearing uh, adjourned until the end of November. Okay. And we'll just see what happens, obviously, in, in the future. I'll be able to talk all about it, but right yeah, now it's not really yeah. advisable to talk about. No, of course. Yeah, just, um, I, I thought I thought that, that this chat could be, like, so you, you've done a great kind of history for anyone coming into this new, which it seems like there's new people coming into it all the time. Yeah, which is great. It's fantastic. It is fantastic, but it does feel like this, this history, although it's it's um, it's only a year old, things are moving so quickly that it almost mm. does feel like it happened a while ago. But maybe not for you because it's your personal life. But um, it feels like yeah, like yesterday, but like a million years ago at the same time. So my life and also the other women that organised the meeting, all of our lives have completely changed since then. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what kind of things are you up to with Need to Talk, We Need to Talk lately? Like, have you got plans? Uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, We Need to Talk is in Barnstable. Um, I'm actually not organizing this event myself. There's a woman, a local woman who's done all the organization, and I'm actually on the panel for the first time, so that's quite exciting. Yeah. So, when I um, get off this, uh, this call, I'm going to have to write my speech. I've got some ideas. I'm going to be talking about about basically my experience with the Labour Party mm. and what happened to me and what's happening at the moment in Lewisham Labour. Well, that, yeah, that's another thing because I've seen some things on Twitter. There's quite a lot of mm. outrage going on because um, our, our mm. friend Lily has moved mm. to the area. Is that right? Moved to my area. Yeah, can yeah. you believe it? <laughs> I mean, this person, Lily Madigan, you know, I if you Google me or look me up on Twitter, you often see one of the accusations against me is that I harass young trans, harass and stalk young trans people, mm-hmm. which from that I presume they mean Lily Madigan, I can't see who else they mean, um, because I met Lily at a Labour Christmas party, feminist, Labour Women's Network, feminist Christmas party last December, Right, and I actually spoke to him and, um, you know, I said, Oh, hi, I don't know if you know who I... I mean, I just saw Lily, and I, I had no idea that he was going to go to that party. I just uh-huh. saw a feminist party, so it was a good chance to sort of mingle and let people know my concerns. And um, and I and when I saw Lily, and I was like, oh, my goodness, we've been sort of bantering and sparring on Twitter a bit. Yeah. And then, um, so I thought, I'd just do the human thing and go and say hello. So I went and said hello to Lily and Lily's friend, and... Um, you know, I said, um, I hear you've been having a bad time. I'm sorry to hear that. That's not our intention to make you unhappy. It's, um, it's your role, you being in the women's officer role that we object to, not to you personally. Mm-hmm. But, um, and he was like, okay, and I offered him a Corbin necklace. So I had some Corbin necklaces with me, which I make. And, um, well, I made, I don't make Corbin necklaces anymore. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I did at the time. And, um, 
he didn't want one. And then, um, and then about half an hour later, I was asked to leave the party because I was making people feel unsafe. Right. So from that, um, yeah, I, I stalked and harassed young trans people, apparently. Mm. As well as, you know, other things that I can read about myself online is that, um, I've, <laughs> that I've campaigned against abortion and um, birth control. It's wow. just anyone who knows me would be like, that's the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> But it's obviously not true, and um, I've, I, yeah, I, um, I've, I've upskirted. I'm a sexual predator who's upskirted. Wow. Honestly, you've got quite a Two or three days ago, I read um, that I've, I've, I've got a history of being racist towards Irish people, oh. which is something also I didn't know about myself. So it's just extraordinary how everything gets twisted on my... Yeah, yeah. So don't Google yourself. Different. I mean, you're not, I'm sure you're not, but it, it probably just comes <laughs> up. Because you're, kind of, you're, you're kind of a name now. You're like this character almost that people don't... They, they don't think of you as a real person. They just think of you as a well, name. And that's true. And Posey, for example, Posey Parker gets a lot of this as well, like yeah. more than me, because she's got like a higher profile than me. And what, you know, when... She, it is distressing for her sometimes, and sometimes it's funny, and and it's like you know. But I say to her, you know, once you once you enter the public realm, you're public property, and people will discuss you like as if you don't exist as a human being. And you know, we know that when we enter into this, so yeah. we can't we can't be too sensitive about it. But it is it is kind of a shock when it happens because you were just yeah. a normal everyday woman living your life mm-hmm. who just had a few questions. You weren't you weren't yeah. prepared for this. You weren't PR trained. You were just kind of launched into this atmosphere of really, I would say probably overwhelming would be my my word for yeah. it. And and then what they do as well, like um you know, you see so then they dig up your whole history yeah. of stuff on social media which you weren't writing for the huge audience. Yeah. You were just like um, um, like both Posey and I, just like mouthy mums on social media, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so some, you know, when I was interrogated by the Labour Party, you know, after they were investigating me for bullying, online bullying and harassment. Yeah. Um, Did it happen before or after the Christmas party? Oh, after. Okay. The Christmas party was used in evidence against me right, in, gotcha. the, in the interview. Um, you know, they were like, would you post it? So, so most of the evidence from my investigation was stuff I'd written on Twitter like, yeah. and Facebook, things like I did a meme of a woman eating an apple and it just said trans women are men. <laughs> and, um, and then I did a meme. I did various kind of just very simple memes on my phone through like iPhone pictures, you know, uh-huh. just like a picture of Eddie Izzard saying, Eddie Izzard on an all-women short list. This is what misogyny, a question mark, this is what misogyny looks like, things like that. So all of that was used against me. Plus this um, Christmas party with Lily Madigan where I was asked to leave. Because when you're asked to leave, you know, it was extraordinary that I was actually because I didn't do anything wrong and I wasn't rude to anyone. Yeah. Um, but then once that happens to you, they're like, yeah, you, you know, you're the sort of person who gets chucked out of parties. Right. And, you know, yeah. and you could be suspended off Twitter and you've been chucked out of the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. So it makes it sound like all these really unfair things that happen to you. Yeah. You know, and um, just for, you know, they get used against you and, and really it is all really unfair. Mm-hmm. Because I haven't ever stalked or harassed or bullied anyone. 
but it's like you can one of the things that was used in that interview was just a comment it wasn't like a original tweet it was just like in a thread where i said paris lee's looks like michael jackson mm-hmm. and it's like you know we're allowed to say bitchy things about celebrities yeah unless they're trans and then if, we're tr- if they're trans suddenly this unknown single mother from lewisham is suddenly bullying uh-huh. you know with, with 300 followers <laughs> is bullying this like tv celebrity who has like 10,000, I don't know how many followers yeah. Paris Lee's has, you know what I mean, but a lot more than me. It's just, it's, it's just this ridiculous idea that I was in a position to bully him. That was, it was a very similar accusation laid against me when I spoke for Liverpool Resistors at the Liverpool City Council meeting. And um, the Joe Anderson, the mayor, stood up and accused me of bullying him. And I, yeah, I saw that. I don't, I don't get how that works because that's, exactly. I don't have any power. I am a stay-at-home mother, and I don't go anywhere besides the school. And like, I don't do anything. I can't I don't have the power to do that. So yeah, and he's like the mayor of Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> and um, it would be funny if it there. wasn't so serious. Like, this yeah, is- it would. <laughs> Hopefully, one day we will be able to laugh about all this because yeah. it will just be over and we will have won. But for now, it's extraordinary how just regular, ordinary, non-famous women are being accused of all this hatred and, um, you know, just for objecting to an ideology. And when, when they, what they really hate about it, you know, they expect every single thing we ever say or write to be really virtuous and mm. always be about, you know they go low, we go high. No, sometimes we, we just make a fucking joke back, you know? Or yeah. We have to hold on to our sanity, and humour is a way of holding on to our sanity in this insane situation. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we, we have a laugh amongst ourselves. And, and actually, if someone's really rude to you and says outrageous things about you, it's better to, to, to laugh at them than to get really upset and angry Mm. for your own mental well-being. Definitely, definitely. So you you seem to be quite tough. That's the impression I have of you, that you have... (laughs) You've dealt with this with with a lot of strength and aplomb, and you still go out there. And I saw I saw some a series of really hilarious pictures of you when you went to um, was it the Stonewall Awards night? Oh, Pink News, that's what it was. Were you chucked yeah. out of there as well? <laughs> well, we weren't invited. In. I mean, the, the, the Christmas party. To be fair, I bought a ticket, so. Right. You know, a guest at the party, but the Pink News Awards thing was quite funny because um, I just found out about it last minute, mm. and I went along with Julia Long, and well, she told me about it. She said, "You know, so I just got on the train, and I I went home and got my woman adult human female T-shirt on, yeah, and um, then just jumped on the train and then went up to Westminster where this." event was going on and we just I just I didn't know we were going to go and get in I just thought we were going to hand flyers outside Uh with people coming in and out Mm -hmm. but we we kind of went in and then they just took our names and we just they took our coats and then (laughs) (laughs) it was so funny and then uh, we were because it already started so this woman who was like the event organizer was like well come this way come with us and we got into the lift 
and Ed Miliband was in the lift as well. Oh, wow. And, um, and then Ed Miliband, and we were just, because we'd had to check in our coats, and I was feeling a bit, you know, in my T-shirt, I was thinking, I was like, can I keep my coat on? And they were like, no, no, you can't keep that off. Right. And so, um, and then they'd seen a load of flyers in our pockets. They're like, no, you can't take those up. So we had to put them in our bag. Wow. And we got on the lift with Ed Miliband, and Julia was wearing, um, we were both wearing Posey's T-shirts, so Julia was wearing the, Women won't submit one, donor mm. wore one, and um, <laughs> I was wearing an adult human female one. And Ed Miliband was just looking, he was just going back and forth, looking at both Junior and my breast. <laughs> <laughs> he was just this really alarmed look on his face. You know, he looks like a funny face anyway, and yeah. um, he just looked absolutely horrified, just looking at, just going back and forth. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> So we get upstairs and then he stands, he's sort of waiting with the security and they usher us in the room and then we're suddenly in this room, you know, like banquet style, you know, oh, wow. round tables and everyone is in the room, like Jeremy Corbyn, Dawn Butler, um, all these gay and trans celebrities and stuff and a load of other people. And um, Theresa May speaking on, not, she's not actually on the stage, because it was quite kind of disorientating at first. I was like, where's Theresa May? Because we could hear her speaking. Yeah. And, um, but apparently it was a video linked up from Brussels because she was right. doing the Brexit negotiations. But, um, and then immediately, I think Ed Miliband told the security because then mm. immediately they got us out of there. Yeah. And, um, and like later, Julia was so depressed because she was like, we should have shouted lesbian, female, homosexual. Okay? This is our chance to, to do an action. And I was like, God, that didn't even occur to me. And I, yeah. was, I was so overwhelmed being in there. I just wanted to hear what they were saying. Yeah. And, um, and also with the court, the last thing I needed to do high-profile kind of actions. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, we just got sent out. And then... All the pink news people were saying, get out of the building, escort them out of the building. Come on, guys, come on, guys. And obviously, Julia's a radical feminist, so mm. they kept saying, they honestly said guys about 18 times, and yeah. like, every time Julia was like, we're not guys, we're women. Because, like, whereas I would use the word guys in everyday conversation, like, Julia strictly would not. Right. You know, um, and so that was funny as well. And then... Um, yeah, we got chucked out and we outside for a minute. And then we, we missed John Burko left. There was all these, like, weird... Because there was this group of... There was journalists outside. Mm-hmm. And then there was, there was a camera and stuff. And they were like, oh, Tony Blair's going to be coming in soon. So we thought, oh, we'll hang around to see if we see Tony Blair. But he never turned up. He went in another entrance. And then mm-hmm. there were these funny guys there. And it was like, uh, later on, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, stringers or something, you know? They're like, no, we, um, we're, we're selfie hunters. <laughs> so they go to events like that to get selfies with celebrities and they come out. Right. So that's the learning thing. So yeah, that was, um, that was funny. It was a bit of a disappointment. I'd say Julia was particularly disappointed that she hadn't done a big thing. Well, I think I think that 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 made a did any so did anyone sitting down and were notice you or were you just in and out? No, we were literally in and out for about right. uh, twenty, not even thirty seconds. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a shame <laughs> that the band was in the lift with you. You could have sat down and had a meal. 
<laughs> he's very strong trans ally. So that's right. what I mean. He recognised the T-shirt. Yeah. Julia yeah. thinks that Julia thinks I was imagining that, but I wasn't. I remember that clear as day. Mm. That he was. Um, he was just staring at our T-shirts with this really alarmed face. <laughs> anyway, it's something to remember. Definitely. Yeah, we went, I've been to a few. I've been to a few trans rights events recently. Mm. Not that I have been before, but then just in the last month, I've been to a few. We went to a local meeting, um, which was organised by the Alliance for Workers' Liberty. Right. They're like this, they're sort of a Marxist or Trotskyist, I'm not exactly sure, but very hard left kind of cult within the Labour Party. Mm -hmm. um, they sort of... Um, it was a big sort of history of them trying to take over momentum and it didn't work, they were chucked out and stuff. But anyway, they, they organised a meeting about trans rights about three or four weeks ago and mm -hmm. Julia and I went to that um, and obviously it was a public meeting so we were allowed to stay in that but then um, we got chucked out for a lot because we were asking questions and... Awkward, terrible transphobic questions. Obviously. Yeah, and um, and then we got touched out for laughing when um, Ros Caveney was talking about how tra he said something like trans. Well, as you two know, trans penises are not like normal penises. They're not. He goes, they're not vast hairy prongs. <laughs> and he said this. Well, after a course of HRT. They become smoother and softer and smaller and unable to ejaculate. And he really kind of like relished, because you know he's a poet, oh. he, he relished in describing like trans penises. And then he ends by saying, because trans women's penises are not male. And then we both burst, burst, we both burst into hysterical laughter. Mm. And then they said, and then they were like, you're disgusting. And... They, and we got chucked out. And then Ros Caveney takes to Twitter later that night and says that we were laughing and cackling. So we were cackling him his rape survivor stories, which is right. totally not true. Um, you know, and that's why we got chucked out. So it was lucky that I recorded it because, yeah. because then I could just produce the, the truth that that we got chucked out for laughing about lady dicks. And... Um, and then he said, and then he said on Twitter after he released it, he said that we probably edited the tape, which obviously we didn't. Yeah, but yeah. It's not a fake recording; yeah. it's a hundred percent. So you know, what I found with a lot of these trans activists, they will literally say any lie. Yeah, they will. You know, they will literally just truth's not an issue for them. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose if you're, you know, your whole identity is based on a untruth that you're the opposite sex and everybody else has to accept that and that they're actually activists, you know, to make us accept self-ID and mm. male lesbians and all of this nonsense, then, you know, obviously, yeah, truth's not their great friend, is it? No, no. And and they're, they're very used to lying and bending the truth anyway. Mm. So to be called out yeah, yeah. must be very triggering for them. Poor dear. It's really surprised me, you know, how much, how much, you know, blatant, in your face lying some of these people, like Lily Madigan, like, yeah, just in your face lies. And, and then he, he says that we're photoshopping his Twitter tweets that he's deleted. And it's just, we saw, we all saw those in real time. We know 
There's hundreds of thousands of people who saw him tweet those things. Yeah. We've got different screenshots of them, of the same things, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it was the most outrageous lies. Yeah. So, um, you're no longer a member of the Labour Party, is that right? No, I'm not, because... So, yeah, in, in January, I think it was, I got this letter saying I was being suspended immediately pending an investigation. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had this, I call it an interrogation, because it was really, and I, we, we recorded that, not secretly. We said we were recording it, um, and then released a transcript. And again, they said, people like, I can't remember who it was, if it was Rose or perhaps Natasha Kennedy or one of those lot. They were like, this is uh, that I'd lied in the transcripts. And then I again released the audio, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I thought it was very interesting that they thought that I was lying. So I was like, oh, so you do think it's unreasonable, the questions I was asked then, if you think I'm lying about it, you know, mm. because it, I wasn't lying about it. And that was the actual truth. Some of the questions that they asked me were unbelievable. Yeah. But I thought that, you know, I thought that it was procedure and they would listen, you know, they would the result of that interview would be that I was then unsuspended. That's, so I hung on until I found out they informed me that it was going to go to the next level, my investigation. Right. I was going to be interviewed by a panel of the NCC. I can't remember that, the National Something Committee. And um, you know, at that point, it was, just, um, it was just before the 8th of March, the International Women's Day. So... May Day for Women had planned this action of lots of people resigning all at once. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, they were waiting for some decision. They were waiting for the Labour Party to decide about their, their definition of women and, and trans women's eligibility for entering women's shortlist, etc. Mm. So they held off on the mass resignation, but I just decided to resign on International Women's Day because... You know, I don't pay a membership fee to belong to a political party so that I can get interrogated for thought crimes, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, recently I've seen more... Someone received a letter recently which um, said, you know, our position is that trans women are women and we expect all members to take that position. And, and, and if we see you... Um, on social media, not taking that position, you'll be disciplined. I mean, what, what's that? Right. This is just a normal Labour Party supporter? No one with a, yeah. an office yeah. or anything like this? Same as me, yeah. Just an ordinary member. Right. That That's creepy. Mm. Isn't that creepy? That it's so I, creepy. It's like Stalinism or something. I don't know much about history, uh, but... That's just, what, you know, that's you, you voluntarily joined an organization and you, you have you have to agree with every single thing. I mean, mm. I don't I don't think I would agree with any political party, mm. but if I felt the need to to join them, then I would agree with most of their manifesto. Right? Mm. Like you wouldn't necessarily like that's not healthy to have no debate. Is it? Well, is it? That's what it's that's what it's coming to. I don't know if you heard that um I can't remember there was a good um, article in some of the right-wing press today or yesterday about, um, I think it was Brendan O'Neill yeah. talking about, um, what's her name, one of the, what Kim Kardashian's sister, 
who had a oh, the the afro yeah 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 I read that yeah and it was a it was a good episode wasn't it yeah saying you know a comparing like cultural appropriation to female appropriation which Mm -hmm. is a good point Mm -hmm. you know that it's absolutely you know you can't have big hair but it's fine to for a man to just wear a wig and say he's a woman Mm. firstly but also saying you know that I thought what was particularly interesting in that article was how he said that you know the, the, the end game for this kind of inclusivity and is that nobody's allowed to mix with each other you know that so different races aren't allowed to eat and listen to music together. Um, Enjoy each other's culture yeah. and all that kind of thing. For fear yeah. of offense. The, the, the sort of end game of inclusivity is complete exclusivity. Yeah, yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? How, how yeah. all these definitions of words that we thought we knew actually are being insidiously and secretly changed that and this this um this hit me a few months ago about the the whole mantra trans women are women and so many so many of us were saying no you're not and we were like really really upset a lot why isn't this message getting through why is why are people believing this until it suddenly clicked that the word woman is like this umbrella term now. And so if, if, if the word woman is an umbrella term, then trans women are women, black women are women, disabled women are women, cis women are women. Like, wait, whoa, 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 what? What, what, what? No, 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 no. They are all women. Yeah. Men. Yeah. It's for the men. Yeah. That's it. only people who aren't women. Mm. Men and children. <laughs> well, um, I'm really excited for you tomorrow. I, I heard you speak in Manchester, and it was a short speech, but it was really powerful, and it was really fantastic. That's what I'm going for tomorrow, short yeah. 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 I think, I think by the end, everyone's had enough of speeches, so just keep it short. Yeah, well, it was great, yeah. <laughs> I tried it, but it did a different one. <laughs> and the same one again so it would lose its impact <laughs> yeah yeah well and you don't know how much overlap there is how many people have seen the previous ones yeah you have to do a new one well I also think there's going to be a very different atmosphere in the room this time because I think it's going to be a much smaller meeting and right. um, a lot of undecided a lot of local people who are just oh, hearing it for the first time so um, yeah I'm not sure what they're going to make of it with the four of us which was Julia Long yeah Sheila Jeffries Posey Parker and me I don't know they're going to be like um, gobsmacked, so hopefully. Some of the mouthiest women in the land. Hopefully, we won't shock them too much. We'll win hearts and minds, hopefully. That's the idea. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you definitely can do that because most people agree this is yeah. common sense. This all is just why are we. Most people that I speak to, men and women, they're like, why is this even an issue? This shouldn't be controversial. Oh, this is so obvious. Yeah, it's so funny. If, you know, just to speak quickly about what's happening in Lewisham with Lily Madigan, mm. you know, um, I, I've been speaking to a lot of people locally about it, and I was speaking to someone today who is a, tra- a massive trans ally. We've had lots of conversations mm-hmm. over the last year, um, and she does not agree with me at all. Mm. But even she was like, no, I don't, I don't think it's appropriate for Lily to be in this role having just moved to the area, mm. being so young. You know, for her, it wasn't even about Lily not being a woman. Yeah. Because she thinks Lily is a woman. But even if you think 
Lily's a woman, it's still not, it's still Team Jean, Jill Hart all the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time and um, lovely to speak to you again and good luck with tomorrow, which you don't need it, but I, I suppose thank looking you. at the time, good luck with writing your speech. <laughs> no, um, no, it's going to be short. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole journey, it takes like five hours and that's, when people say it takes five hours, it's probably going to take seven hours to uh, get there. So, um, to do driving, I'm not driving, but a friend's driving. So, um, yeah. I've got the whole time in the car to try and think of something to say as well. Great. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I work better under pressure anyway, so yeah. last minute is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.